Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 183, the top ways spiritual entrepreneurs lose momentum and their minds. Before I get into this episode, I want to remind you we have some exciting news. On November 10th, we are doing a two-hour online mastermind workshop, and this will be for business owners that are spiritual entrepreneurs. We're so excited about that. And then we have our 90-day mastermind coming up in January for spiritual entrepreneurs. And the thing that actually that's before that is in Boston, which is 50% full, we're doing an in-person mastermind that's in December. So if you want more info, go to lindsaymarino.com. So back to the episode. In this episode, you are going to learn all about the things that can help completely transform your energy and level up in your life and in your business so that you actually feel balanced. Because there's so many times where you may even feel like your energy is leaking out and you're doing a thousand steps, but you're spinning in circles. Not alone. Definitely check out this episode and we hope you enjoy the show. We should be live. Hello, everyone. We're live. We are back. We are live. We are doing our podcast all about this episode is all for spiritual entrepreneurs. So you want to share the title? Healers, <laughs> coaches, uh, magical unicorn people that sprinkle dust on their clients and they transform all of those people <laughs> that are spiritual entrepreneurs. This is for you. Yeah. And the episode is it's. What is it called? <laughs> Tony, you named it. It is called Top Ways Spiritual Entrepreneurs Lose Momentum and Their Minds. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about all the different habits and situations and things we could think of that come up with this situation that we've encountered personally or that we've encountered with our clients. Yeah. And there's so much to talk about. That's why we're kind of stretching out these live episodes to kind of go into more details because we touched on this last week a little bit, but we're going to go into more details. And Tony did a beautiful job of writing some things in the background, which you probably can't fully read from Unless here. You're magnifying glass. <laughs> but if you zoom in on the video, you can. But we've been through a lot when it comes to um, coaching, psychic mediumship stuff. So for me, it started as a Reiki healer, I would say. I kind of started with fine tuning that, like sending distance healing. I did not do that for a business right away. I felt like for me, it was more kind of giving it to friends or friends of friends or family of friends. And then things started to evolve into the intuitive guidance and then intuitive guidance turned to the mediumship. But this was not an overnight process. And during that whole time, you know exactly what I went through. There was so much change. We'll face each other for this. Mm -hmm. um, so much change when it came to really navigating through my own emotions. I was really stuck in my own emotions. I was giving to other people, wanted to do it, was excited to share the healing that I received and wanted to give it to other people. But then my own emotions got involved and I started to pay attention to the naysayers, the people that thought, who does she think she is? All of a sudden she's going from third grade teaching to doing psychic mediumship work. Like, where did this come from? 
And I was doing a lot of behind the scenes work that people weren't seeing. And I think that that happens to a lot of our clients when we're working with them, that they're doing so much work behind the scenes where people that they know don't see what's happening. They don't see the struggles. Yes, exactly. And something came to me as you were speaking just now. It was like, bing. It's like, I think that's part of it is, and tell us right now in the comments if this is you too. Yeah. Most of us start helping people because we just want to help people. We're not getting paid for it. We figured out things that help us along the way, like you did with Reiki and all mm -hmm. that. And you started to share it with other people. Yeah. Right. So we're sharing it in that way to where it's not a business, right? It's not your business. It's different when you turn it into a business. And then what happens over time is, as that turns into a business, the rules that worked back then when it wasn't a business, those same rules, they don't apply anymore, right? Some of them might, but most of them don't. And I think that's where people get caught up right there in that shift. Totally. And also what happens is, is when people see that you're not doing it for free anymore, they think that your intentions are different because you're now accepting money. Yes. And part of that, you start to feel subconscious. Like I'm accepting money for a gift that I'm using and I'm calling it a gift because that's like the best way to, to use in this situation. Right. But everyone has this ability, but you're using something like an artist would when it comes to painting, you're going to sell your paintings, you know, like musicians, they're going to sell their concerts. They still love it. They're still healing people with their music, but they're going to also charge for it. But it felt really uncomfortable for me. Remember when I was just saying I was going to accept donations? I'm just calling them donations, right? That's, a, that's a yeah, right that's there. what it was. I was calling it donations. That didn't happen. Then I ended up deciding, okay, I'm going to accept $40 for a reading. And then that changed. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do $40. Because that's not the feel right, right? That's not feeling right. Yeah. And then, it, then, and then I change. thought $75. And I don't know if $75, if I ever received $75, or that's the number that I stuck, got stuck on. And then it was like 100 But I felt very uncomfortable because I felt like I was scared to do it. And at the time, I remember having a friend tell me, whatever you do, do not charge. Because mm -hmm. they didn't charge. They were, they were sharing their gifts and they didn't charge. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck on that feeling of guilt, that, that guilt in me, that Catholic guilt that comes up. It always comes up. And it's like, is this the right thing to do? So it, I really struggled with that. But then once I started to keep on getting bookings, I couldn't keep up with the bookings without having that energy exchange. Let's just stop right there. How many people felt like that? Even if you're charging a lot of money right now, oh, something, yeah, inside, something inside of your mind is saying, hey, you need to charge a little bit more now. You might be charging $300 for a call, right? Fifth or 600 But whether you're charging that or you're you're not charging anything and you're going to charge, how many people feel like that? When you, when you go to charge or you go to raise your price, that all of a sudden that uncomfortable feeling starts to come in, right? And that, that's, the, that's one of the differences between doing it as a hobby and doing it as a business now. Exactly. Right? Like what Mavis would always say, turning something that's unnatural and helping it become natural again. Yeah, when she talked about mediumship, she says it starts off feeling natural and then it becomes unnatural and then natural again. And that I believe too, like you're saying, it does feel like that when it comes to this vocation. And Denise said that she was, okay. she's a Reiki master for 33 mm -hmm. years now and, and now mediumship, the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, you understand what it feels like. You're in the light, Tony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like blasted out I'll by the out, light. I'll get out of your light. Sorry. Oh, stop no, it. We kidding. were joking around about Hi, this Denise. before it started. Um, so 33 years and now mediumship with the same thing. So 
Yeah. So she's having that same kind of transition. Right. So what I wanted to say too with that, we mentioned, um, you said something about that transition. And I, Mm -hmm. something came to me when you said that because it is a transition and it's like a belief shift. Like you do have to change your belief around it. But I think the big thing is, is knowing that you cannot really fully give your gifts fully if you are doing a million jobs on the side and you're using your gifts and you're not getting paid for them. That's, that's my belief because I feel like energetically you have to receive something in return. So well, it's not only your belief you've seen over and over with clients I've with seen yourself it. to where when the exchange isn't even, whether it's money or whether it's appreciation or whatever that exchange is, you start to get burnt out. So a lot of times what will happen is when you're not treating it like a business, you're just giving readings to everybody, whoever's in front of you, right? Yeah. That works that way. And then that'll work maybe your first year giving readings. Yeah, I did it for a few years of free readings. But then it stops working. Because here's why it stops working. You'll start to get drained. You'll start to feel obligated to helping everybody. You'll start to have more and more people in your inbox. And then you'll start to feel bad about feeling bad and feel bad about not helping this person. It's a negative vortex. And I think what we all need to realize is there's there's plenty of mediums that are out here to where those people that really want the reading, they'll get it when they really want it, right? So it's not your obligation to do it. So that's part of the transition too, right? To where you can lose your mind. Exactly. You lose your momentum by staying over here and helping these clients that are maybe seven out of tens when you have nine out of tens and 10 over 10, 10 out of 10 clients over here waiting. But if you're filling them up with those seven out of 10, six out of 10 clients, there's not enough space. Yeah. It's a lot of energetic output. It's like, and what happens is, is as I got more in my power with my boundaries, when it came to the business, I had more resistance at the beginning. Like I automatically felt that resistance. I'm like, wait a second, she's charging now? You know, like you could feel it. And then after it went away, it like that piece to it, it came in layers because Mm -hmm. I wasn't unsure of charging. I knew that that's what I had to do. Because if I didn't, I would still be teaching and doing readings. And energetically, I was being pulled in two different directions then. It wasn't an integrity for me. Like there got to a point where I knew it was time for a change. And you'll know if you're listening to this, you know that feeling of when it was time for you to change, when you were doing free readings and you had put in your time of practice, thousands of hours, you kind of know, all right, now let's go to the next level. So you'll have that feeling. No other medium or mentor can tell you that it's time for you to start charging. Because I've said it to my mentorship um, students. I've said, you should charge. Like you're you're able to do it. And They'll, they'll want to hear that from me, but I'm like, I could say it to you where you're ready, but are you ready? Cause I could tell you, and then you feel resistant and you try to put it up on your website and you feel funny and nobody books because energetically you don't even believe that you should accept the money. So that money thing, that money idea is a huge, huge momentum killer and it'll make you lose your mind too. Cause there's a lot of negative vortexes that you'll go down. So yeah. if you want to eliminate that, start working on your money beliefs first, know what they are, right? Know what your parents and what you've been taught by all the grownups, you know, throughout your life, what were they telling you about money? What is your unconscious telling you about money, right? Keep digging deeper and deeper and figuring that out because once again, a personal problem or a business problem is a personal problem. So a lot of times when people have money problems in their business, 
more times than not, it goes to that personal problem of how do you view money? Are you open to receiving it? Do you think it's a good thing to receive? And like you were saying, over time, you get better and better at this because you complete the cycle, right? You put the price out, the client pays, you show up, you serve them, you help transform their life with your service. And then it starts to make those connections in your mind to where you're like, no, this is a good thing. Because I saw that when I charged money or when I charged more money, I started to get better and better clients, meaning people that were more open to receive when they showed up. And they weren't asking for discounts either. They weren't asking for discounts. Their energy, everything was committed. And as you know, as you experienced, and a lot of them have experienced, that when that happens, the transformation's deeper. And that's what we play this game, right? We don't play this game to go and do surface level things. So once you make that connection to where, oh, I charge these, you know, good prices or prices that feel right to me and then I attract better clients and we have better transformations and you do that over and over and over again, that's how you continue to level up, build level the momentum. up, level up, build your nervous system, build your emotions, build your clarity around it. And build the momentum to keep on going where you can find even more beautiful places to give the readings if you're doing in-person readings. If you don't have the money that you're receiving from these clients, then maybe the space that you're in isn't as beautiful, you know, like to do the actual reading. Um, I've been able to help more people. We've been able to travel more to do readings in different states um, because I'm charging. If I wasn't charging, I could do it with my, my teacher salary. Like I made it happen before when I was teaching but I would have to really, I would be spreading myself too thin. Right. We wouldn't be able to have all this time to commit to this Right. If we were business, both teaching. Right. Like, yeah, you could do well still, but it's like everything takes time and energy. So it's like, what do you really want to do? Do you want to divide it up? That's okay if you do. But if you don't and you know that you're going to be more powerful this way, then do it this way. And that's what you because, figured out, right? Exactly. Because I would be doing a disservice to my clients if I wasn't feeling like I need to, like if I wasn't changing my pricing. If you stayed teaching and if then I to, tried to do mediumship, I watched her for several years doing this. It worked awesome for a while. Yep. But after a while, it starts with her specifically. She started to get burnt out on it. And that's because her and soul antsy. and Ansi, her soul knew that, no, it's time to transition and go all in. And right? I remember yeah. getting headaches. Like I felt like it wasn't fair for the kids because for me, my soul wanted to teach the kids something like that wasn't public school stuff. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, they need to learn so much more about spirituality. Like I knew later I would end up teaching children about spirituality because look at your face. <laughs> I was because, reading Denise's, uh, she said we do need to charge for our time. Yes, Absolutely, Denise. Yes, Me and too. Ed is here too. I'm so happy Ed Hi, is on Ed. here. So, so one of the things is when I was, where was I going with that conversation? Um, this is live guys. This is unedited. <laughs> um, <laughs> What, where was I going with that conversation? I'm not so for sure, sorry. that's okay. <laughs> if I was te- when I was teaching, I started to feel like I was doing the kids a disservice because my soul wanted to go and do events and do mediumship readings. I loved my kids. I enjoyed my time with them. But that last year or two, I knew that it was time that I needed to exit. Because I felt like everything that I was doing in the public school system became more surface level for me. Like my passion wasn't the same as when I first started teaching. And I was teaching for seven years. So I knew that like in integrity for myself and for the children and for my mediumship clients, I decided that I needed to to do it. I needed to just go and go full time with my, um, my business. And I'm saying my business. 
Psychic mediums and healers are very funny about calling this a business. Vocation, business, the same thing. What it is, is you're putting your energy, you're pouring your energy into something because you absolutely love doing what you're doing. You're sending healing and, and bringing that healing. It doesn't change anything about what you're doing just because you're accepting money. And I think that's a big complex that sometimes psychic mediums can experience at some point. It happened to me at the beginning, but you have to realize like, what is the reason why you're doing this? And for me, like I would love to book a reading or book a healing session with someone that I knew was doing it for reasons with love and connection. And they put in the time, energy and hours into investing. That's what I wanted to say. It came back to me. So if you don't invest in yourself, what makes your clients invest in you? So that's a question I want to ask you. If you don't invest in yourself to stay up to date with your skills or business stuff, um, what's going to happen is, is there's going to be an unequal amount of energy, that momentum where you'll literally lose your mind. That's the title of this podcast. You'll feel like you're walking through glue. It will feel hard to do what you're doing. You're starting to second guess what you're doing. If you're not investing the time, energy and, and energy into yourself to learn more about the spirituality or really fine tune, like, okay, what are my skills with business? Let me get clear. So there needs to be something for that even exchange. Yeah. So receiving help themselves, right? Exactly. You can't keep on just pushing, pushing, pushing all day long, pushing, pushing. It's too much. You have to just let go, relax, receive at times, right? So you're doing deep work with your clients, your, your mediums, your coaches, your healers. You're doing this deep transformational work. But the thing is, you could only take your clients as deep as you've went yourself with it's that true. transformation, right? And we all love to read books. We all love to watch YouTube videos and learn that way. But what I figured out too was when I immersed myself in other masterminds, like we charge for masterminds. We have clients we work yeah. with. But when we pay to join other people's masterminds, it balances all that out. It and does. I start to go into a deeper level inside of myself that I never was able to get to by myself on my own. I'm able to coach myself brilliantly. I've learned mm -hmm. how to do that over the years. I can go very deep with myself. I do it every day. But when I join a powerful mastermind with like-minded people that I feel safe with, something else happens. Yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to say there is like, are you receiving the same deep transformations that you're helping your clients receive? Yeah. Or wanting to help your clients receive. If you're someone that's like, I'm not getting enough clients. Well, what have you done to put in the time and energy for yourself to get to the space where you feel more confident or you feel like you are, you know, going to be able to help your clients in a different way? Or how visible are you? That's another thing that comes up with this where you can kind of lose your mind, where you start looking around and seeing everyone else doing what you want to do and you're stuck. You're staying still, you're overthinking, you're not taking action, you're not taking even baby steps. That can make you feel like, okay, this is not flowing like well, I want it to. That's a huge one. That's a huge yeah. one because what happens is you feel like that, but then you also feel like, oh, that's working for them. That's what I should do. Right. And there's a million, like, for example, you see someone making videos and they're doing awesome on video and they're look like they're creating their business and all of that. Oh, I need to do videos or I need, you see us doing a live. I need to do lives or, oh, vlogs are cool. I need to do a vlog or that's another thing. So you're comparing yeah. yourself by what you're saying, but you're also thinking you need to do what other people are doing. So it's like, I've done that for so many years, you know, 
I had to try out things. Yeah. That's the only way to know. So I did that process to where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Like that's working for them. Let me try that out. I created vlogs. I created videos. We do our podcasts. And some things stuck. As you can see, this podcast, we love doing it. It's stuck. And the only way I figured out what works for me was not like stopping and thinking in my head over and over all day. Oh, what are they doing? Let me think if that would work for me. No, I got to think a little bit that way, but then I got to go apply it immediately. Yeah. Right? And that's the only way to know. This is common sense, right? It should be. But what we find a lot and what I've done in my own personal experiences, I got caught overthinking for several days, several weeks to where I was like, I could have just took action, solved it right away yeah. and figured Tested it out. It and out. I find that pattern a lot with people, no matter what level they're on, whether they're just starting out or whether they're 20 years in to where that next thing they might be putting off too long as they're overthinking. It. It's like, just run an experiment. You're a scientist, right? If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, you're a scientist and you have to run these experiments to know what works for you because there's not seven steps that's just going to work for you or that's just going to work for me or that's going to work for Lindsay and everybody else. We're all so different. We have to tailor each step, each activity, each habit to our own specific needs, personality, and to our clients' needs. Totally. That makes complete sense. And I know some of you listening here, um, Jay said she's happy to catch this live too. Live lecture. Oh, hi, Jay. Trying to meet up with your life. Awesome. I'm so glad that you're here. Awesome. So one of the things I think if you are still listening live right now or you're even watching the replay, tell us in the comments where you are. Like, are you working in your business um, yet or are you wanting to church and you haven't done it yet? You can share if you'd like. But there's a balance. So like some people that struggle with losing themselves in the business, sometimes you can overwork to the point where you're not even enjoying it anymore. You have the momentum, but you don't have the momentum in your life at the same time and you're feeling burnt out and you're running on overdrive and you're running on high anxiety thinking if I stop, then that means my business will stop. That's, that's one way that you can kind of drive yourself crazy. The other way is if you're in a space where you haven't started charging yet and you've been sitting on this and you want to do it, but you don't know where to start, you don't need a whole website to start. Literally like that. I didn't start with a website. When I started, I gave a reading to a friend and she told her relatives and those relatives contacted me and then it just spread from there. And I would give those readings. For me, I gave them for free at that time. I did a lot of readings for free. I wouldn't recommend doing it as long as I did, um, but I felt like I needed that practice at different points where it built up my confidence and that's what, what I needed. You might be in a space where you've taken the classes, you've invested time, energy, and money into mediumship development or psychic development or healing, but you haven't officially accepted money. Like I said, you don't need a website. You can, if one, you can receive from PayPal or another form. I don't know if PayPal is a good example right now because there's things changing with them. Um, or accept payment where a friend can bring information and send you a client that comes in, like someone that they know. Or you can set up an Acuity scheduling account, you know, and just sign up for an account where they can schedule an appointment with you and just say, hey, I have some open spots or I'm taking five people this week who can take this time at 10 a.m., 12 p.m. or whatever it is. But make a start. And that's just one example. Like Tony said, there's not one way to do it. There's not seven steps to do it, but just get started in the direction. Because I think about Morgan Friedman and I, I'm going to ruin the, the age that he started to have success. Go ahead and ruin it. I don't know the age. Was it like 50 something or 60 something? 
No, no do probably, you know what it is? Fifty or forty something. Yeah. Okay, it was a it was an age that maybe people would think like it's too late for him all of a sudden to do well in the business, and he had been putting himself out there. Who else is there? There's tons of other. Oh, there's people. so many stories of people that started. Uh, I think it was Socrates. I read in in a book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. He started playing instruments at I believe it was like seventy five or eighty. Is either him or somebody else. There's story after story. Just start looking for them. It's Van you're Gogh. Alive. Van Gogh didn't even have success until after he died. His paintings became um, right. successful. We just went to a Van Gogh. Exactly. So, Tim Duncan, basketball player, didn't start playing. He's a Hall of Famer now. Didn't start playing basketball until I believe freshman year of high school, which is wild. Why? When? How long do they usually play before? I mean, your whole life to be a okay. Hall of Fame NBA player. But yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of stories to where it's like when you know what you're supposed to be doing, which all of you do. That's why you're on this call here. We we did a specific um, title here, right? <laughs> Not just anybody's going to click on a video like this, yeah. right? So so you have there's something a part powerful of you. that you're doing. You know what you want to do. What are you waiting for, right? Why what, are you waiting to go to that next level? Whether you're 20 years in or this is your first year. Like, what are you waiting for to do that next action step? Yeah, like, nobody can tell you. I always gotta ask myself that, right? Like, because we all have those things. Like, like, we all know what we should do right now. We just have to slow down enough, relax enough, get centered, and then ask ourselves, like, what is that? And then we know, and then we, we But take it's the scary, too, it to scary. take that leap. It's That's why scary. it's, like, supportive things, like, whether it's, um, awesome, Jay says that, that they're in Africa. Awesome. Oh, cool. Love that. So, so it's interesting. No matter where you are, there's experience. I don't know what time it is there. I know. I wonder. So, so they're interested in Reiki study and to be able to use energy and power to grow spiritually. I love that. That's awesome. beautiful. And it's funny because Reiki is sometimes the segue into the rest of the spirituality. It seems like, like the that things. A lot, I feel right? like it happened to me with the Reiki. It's like the segue into things, um, but. It's important to just start, like just start, just do something different that you haven't been doing. Because if you're doing the same thing every year and you're not getting the results that you want, you have to change or else you're going to feel like you are so frustrated and feel so angry at yourself each year that goes by. Yes. And if you're somebody right now who you're, you're debating your services, you're trying to figure out, should I do this unicorn uh, where I sprinkle <laughs> dust this way, or should I do this this strategy where I do like three cartwheels and then they transform that way, or should I do just start? Like <laughs> literally, because the only reason why I say that and I joke is I did that for so many years, like to where I'm trying to figure out all these different and get the perfect right service. And then the thing how I got clear is I just started doing it. I just started giving coaching sessions. I started doing masterminds. I started you know doing the retreats. I started trying out things. Put your service where your mouth is, where your money is. Put your money where your mouth is, your service where your mouth is, where your heart is, and just put it in front of you. If you're if you're a medium, give people readings, right? And then what you could do, if you want to document along the way, what mm -hmm. I'm in the sun, yeah, if you, you want to document, if you want to share along the way and inspire other people on social media, just document your way there, right? You go yeah. give a reading or you go give a coaching session and then you have an insight yourself in that session and your, your, your client does, because that's what happens. You could go write an article about it. You could go create a video about it. You could create some art about it. But that's it, right? Like start doing your service 
and then you could document it if you want. If you don't want to, don't do that yet. Yeah. But just start somewhere so you can build that confidence, build that energy in yourself that you created something that helps people have transformations. Yeah. Right? Because we're all in the transformation business. If you're yeah. on this call, you're most likely in the transformation business. Or you're you're wanting that, or you're that wanting feeling that, that you, you want that. And it, just to let you know, if you've had life experience, add that on to the All time, energy, and investments that you've made in spiritual development. Think about what I suggest right now, and I tell this to my students. I tell this to my business students, psychic medium healer business students. Take a notepad, write every single thing that you've done or have experienced around what you're wanting to do. So if you're a medium, for me, I would write down, I read near-death experience books. I'd write down every book that I read during my spiritual awakening. I also would put down the deaths that I experienced over my life because those were learning experience in, in itself. I would write down that I attend crystal bowl Reiki um, sessions, crystal bowl healings, Reiki sessions. I gave Reiki. I would write down all the mentorships that I've taken, all the business courses and masterminds that I've joined, all of the, the energy that I've put out to give readings and really track that and put it on a piece of paper. You probably will shock yourself. And mostly everyone, I would say every single person that is doing this work, you will have other life experiences even as a child. Maybe you went through a traumatic event when you were a child. That right there goes to a piece of evidence on the list to say, this prepared me for why I even want to do this. That's absolutely You don't have it. to have trauma, but I'm just saying like there's stuff that's led to this point. It's not just all of a sudden you want to do this. Well, and it's still happening, right? Like it's I just, I just got off of a trip, a football trip, right? Yes. My friends and I, we went to Kansas city, St. Louis, Missouri first and then Kansas city for a football game, right? It's men, football, wings, beer. There were several spiritual experiences yeah. that happened. Why? Because everywhere I go, I'm not trying to brag about myself. It's just what happened. You all probably can relate. Yeah, when like, you're open. Things to... happen around you, right? Like as soon as I met Lindsay 11 years ago, and then I start to open up to you know past loved ones and all. All these things just happen, even when I don't try to make them happen. Yeah. Right. So like you're, you're counting those, right? Like I look at that. Like this weekend that I just went to, I look at it like it was a mastermind retreat a healing weekend for me because that's what it was. When mm -hmm. I set up weekends with my friends, yeah, we might be drinking beer here, eating wings, watching football and talking about, you know, stuff that you talk about at football games. And, but I'm still open to this deep spiritual experience because that's what it is for me. Sports, it's a deep spiritual experience for me. So you can look at the things you're really passionate about and, you know, wherever that is, wherever you're going, that's a spiritual experience for you if you allow it. And you could count that too, right? Yeah. Because all these things are adding up. And if you look at it, you'll see these common denominators between what you do in your personal life and what you do in your business. Like everything in my business is around masterminds, Yeah. right? Two or more people going deep and transformations happen. Everything in my personal life is around masterminds. Two or more people with deep transformations happen. That's my goal no matter what I'm doing, whether it's my business or whether it's my life. And that's what's powerful about it is you can connect the two. And when you're able to integrate this vocation, this business into your life, you're gonna notice that you will have more momentum. But don't start and then stop. If you start and then stop, like you put yourself out there and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel like a turtle in a shell, I need to go back in, I need to stop and not do this all together. 
it will take some time to wind up again. You can definitely like you can use your abilities all the time. It'll always come back, but it's just like a train. You gotta get, you gotta get moving, get the, the ball rolling. So it feels smoother and easier. If you start and stop right away, it's going to be harder to catch up. It's almost like me with working out, you know, like just do a little at a time. Well, if I didn't build up that energy, it would take me a long time to get it back. If I stopped sooner, if I worked out every day for a year, it might be easy for me to get back on that train, you know? So it's something to think about, but we love chatting with you. It's 827 in Africa. Oh, 827 PM. Awesome. Oh, so not as far off as I thought it would be. Yeah. So, so it could be a different 30... day though. I don't know. Oh, Cause that's it's true Wednesday too. here. It's I'm not Wednesday sure. for 34 PM Eastern time here. Yeah. So, um, so let's, let's tell you about some upcoming things because some of you on here may have already joined so far. Some people might not know about it. Um, one, the first thing that I would suggest to do is follow us on YouTube because all of the old episodes of the Lindsay and Tony podcast are on there. So if you go to youtube.com slash Lindsay and Tony, then you will get to the podcast episodes and just hit subscribe and comment underneath those videos, get that energy going, stay connected over there too. The other thing that's coming up is November 10th. And that is going to be our online business mastermind. It's the shortened version. It's two hours long. You can get a taste of how our 90 day business mastermind will be by showing up there. So if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, you're someone that is doing it, or you're wanting to put yourself out there more, you're ready, show up to that. It's not about information. It's about transformation. So bring a pen, a notebook and get ready. We're going to have a lot of information packed in that one night, four to 6 PM Eastern standard time. Right. So if they're ready for that class is only for people who are ready to go in and they're ready for a deep transformation. Yes. They're ready to be vulnerable and their heart open in a safe space with other people who are doing the same thing to allow spirit to come through, to allow whatever words need to come out and whatever needs to happen during those two hours to happen. Right. You're going to this place to transform your business and life. That's why we created this um, online class here. Yes. And what's the other thing? The other thing that's coming up is in January, um, the second week of January, we're going to be doing our 90 day business mastermind. So online also that's online. And we only accept five people in that, um, online program. And of course, if you're in Massachusetts, you guys already know about the Massachusetts in-person, uh, three hour mastermind too. Okay. December 16th, December right. 16th in Norwood, Massachusetts. So we're so excited. That one's already 50% full. So if you want to join, I know it's in December, but it's already filling up. Um, awesome. Jay says it's Wednesday there. And to repeat the YouTube, it's youtube.com and then slash Lindsay and Tony. And it's the full and that's written out. Okay. I'll put this in the, the Facebook comments too. So you guys can follow along. We're so thankful. I love doing these Facebook lives um, for our episodes. We will be doing another live next Wednesday at the same time for our next episode. So join us over here next time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye guys.